Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. I know a lot of you are regulars, and uh, uh, there's a reason why we just keep focusing on the same things is because uh, Jesus said man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Spiritual things are real. Unseen things are real. Your spirit is real. It's not imaginary. And I'm not talking about your mind either. Your, your mind is a part of your inner man, but you exist apart from a human body. You will continue to exist. The Lord tears is coming and you live out your days and your body breathes its last. That will not be the end of you. And if your brain decomposes, that doesn't mean you're gone. <laughs> you're still you. You'll exist. You'll come out of your body just like a hand comes out of a glove. And you'll still be you. And even though you're in the body now, your uh, spirit needs to be fed just like your body needs to be fed. It needs to be fed uh, faith food, spirit food, which is why we start off the class by saying, what happens in faith school? My spirit is fed. What ha that affects my faith. My, uh, I, with the heart, man believes. And when my heart and my spirit is stronger, my faith grows stronger. And I learn how to function and operate, even as the Lord Jesus functioned and operated when he was in the earth, because he operated as a man, anointed by the Spirit of God. Uh, believing God, following the direction of the Spirit, speaking and acting faith, showing us how it can be done, showing us how it can function at the highest levels. Didn't, he, didn't Jesus say, if you believe on me, the works I do, you will do also, and even greater works than these shall you do because I go to my Father. If he had continued year after year, the works would have just gotten greater and greater and greater. But he didn't just come to do the works, he came to demonstrate for us for a few years how to do it. Then he went to the cross and was our sacrifice and accomplished and bought our redemption, something that only he could have done. His works are not something only he can do. He did it showing us how to do it. The redemptive work is something only he could do. And he did it. And we're redeemed. Hallelujah. Let's release faith. To, to see how to walk in the fullness of what he's bought and paid for. Father, remind us, reveal to us, quicken us, uh, to, and show us how to, to not just walk as mere men, as mere unsaved people. We're not powerless, ignorant victims. Uh, you have recreated us in your own likeness and image. We can walk in power and victory, even as he walked, our Lord Jesus. Show us more how to do it today. We ask in your name. 
Amen. Look with me in Luke 8 again. In Luke 8, at this wonderful healing of the woman with the issue of blood. Verse 43, a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living on physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him, Jesus, and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stopped. If you read Mark's account, you read Matthew's account, you know she kept saying, if I can just touch his garment, I shall be whole. That was her point of contact where she released her faith. What does that mean? Where she expected something to happen in her then, and it did. And Jesus said, who touched me? When everybody denied, all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throngs you and presses you. And, and sayest thou, who touched me? They thought that was an unreasonable thing to ask because it was obvious a lot of people had touched him. Accidentally, out of curiosity, whichever way. But Jesus said, somebody has touched me. What's he said? No, I'm talking about a specific touch. <laughs> right? No, I'm not talking about all this casual brushing and accidental touching. No, somebody touched me in a specific way. Why would he say that? He said power. King James says virtue. I perceive. I knew when power left me. I experienced when power left me. Was she aware when power came into her? Is this real? Is it still real today? Can it work for anybody else besides her? Well, why would he tell us about this? Just to look back and marvel and go, isn't that amazing? Wish I could have been there and touched. That just leaves you with regret. Not faith. <laughs> right? No, no. And not only was one of these uh, mentioned, we see case after case. And we see where it says thousands touched him and were healed, touched his garment, and were healed, just like her. No doubt, this got around, because she stopped and told everybody in the crowd, so this went all over the community, to other communities, to other cities, to other towns, which is why, in future places we're going to read, uh, multitudes wanted to touch him. They want the same thing to happen to them that happened with her, and it did. Same thing happened. But what happened? We asked the question yesterday and the day before. Did Jesus need to ask the question, who touched me? Because religion and tradition will tell you no. No, Jesus already knew who touched him. Did he? Then why did he ask? Why did he? And sometimes people say, well, you know, the Bible said Jesus knew their thoughts. He knew their thoughts in that situation at that time the same way you could know something supernaturally by the manifestation of the word of knowledge, or you could call it the word of knowing. Jesus saw things and knew things supernaturally, not because he's functioning as God, but because of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to pray and seek God and follow Him close and see things and know things supernaturally as well. 
Is 1 Corinthians 12, where it talks about the gifts of the Spirit, is it talking about those manifestations happening throughout the body of Christ? It is. He's talking about it happening throughout the whole church at Corinth and throughout the entire body of Christ. These things are supernatural. They're real. They're supposed to be happening in our lives. They will happen the more we believe in them and the, more we, the closer we walk with the Lord, the more we yield to His Holy Spirit. But when he said, who touched me, and they all denied, and he reaffirmed it in verse 46, somebody touched me, for I perceive that power has gone out. What we see is the amazing reality of the flow of the anointing in response to the touch of faith. It operates by perceptible, knowable laws, just like gravity works, just like electricity works, just like water flows downhill. These things operate by knowable, predictable laws. And the reason Jesus said, who touched me, is because he wanted to know who it was, revealing he didn't initiate this. <laughs> he didn't call the woman and say, come here, I'm going to minister some healing to you. No, he's on his way to Jairus' house. They're not having a healing meeting in the street. They're trying to get from point A to point B, but this massive crowd is, is hindering the trip. And this woman presses through Saying to herself, when I can just touch, when I can just touch, when I can just touch, when I can just, I'll be healed, I'll be healed. And she touched and like a spark of electricity flowed out of him into her. He stopped in his tracks. He was aware of the outflow. She felt in her body. She's healed. She's aware of the inflow. And she's trying to just slip back out of the crowd and go her way, but Jesus wouldn't have it. He said, no, somebody touched me. Even when everybody denied, even when his own staff, his own crusade team said, Lord, you're holding up the show here. What's going on? I mean, a lot of people, he said, no, somebody touched me. Are the, the, the principles that govern the flow and manifestation of God's power, are they predictable? Are they perceptible? Are they knowable? And the answer to all three is yes. 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 It's why he gave us these things to teach us about how it works, how it flows. We read yesterday in Romans 1.20 that God's power can be clearly seen and understood by the things he has made in the seen realm. Unseen things can be understood by seen things. Invisible things can be even God's, uh, the Godhead. <laughs> now, a lot of people would think, now nah, that's definitely an unknowable mystery. Uh-uh, the Lord says you can understand it by looking at what he made. And some of the most amazing things have to do with things like electricity and magnetism, which are uh, connected forces. 
Electromagnetism is a word that touches on both. What is it? Well, we're finding out that all matter is made up of atomic particles. And the best I can ascertain, nobody has yet even seen an atom. <laughs> Somebody says, oh yeah, there are pictures of, mm, no, <laughs> that, that little dot with the swirls around it, that's an artist's rendering, uh, dear. Uh, Somebody said, no, there's pictures from these advanced electron uh, microscopes. No, actually, they are imaging of the atom. Because the atom, uh, from people's understanding, is too small to even see. It's smaller than light wavelengths. So you can't see it with the eye as a reflection. What I'm saying is, you've got all these people believing in things they've never seen. <laughs> now we know it's something to atoms because when that atom bomb went off, that was something, buddy. Is that right? We know they're real, and yet nobody's ever really seen them. They've seen the results of their movement. They've seen imaging of them, perhaps. What am I saying? We know electricity's real, and yet have you seen it? Not exactly. But can you, can you drag your foot across the carpet when it's dry and reach out and touch a metal uh, doorknob and get a pop? Here's the thing, that electricity was there before you drug your foot. That electricity was there before you touched the, the doorknob. What happened? All those tiny little atoms have electrons rotating around them. And there's a charge. There's a tiny charge in all of those things. And they're there. They're here right now. They're there, and if you'll give them a path to flow down, they will flow and release a charge together. That's why we got light shining on us right here in the studio. That's why the cameras are operating. That's why you got all kind of electrical stuff in your house, and yet it's the way the power of God works, exactly. It wouldn't be right for us to say, if, if we'd have come in here and all of our folks that are behind the scenes, don't you thank God for them, that are working behind the cameras and in the control rooms and all that, if they had come in this, this morning to get us started and it's cold and it's dark, the camera's not on, the computer's not on, nothing's on, and if they said, oh, we don't have any power, there's no power. Come on, let's pray that uh, a power company would send some power because we don't have any. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. It, it's to the receptacle. It's there right now. It, it, it's flowed from the generator. It's in the lines. It's sitting there ready. But there'll be no manifestation of power until somebody goes over and flips on the switch. Is that right? And what did that do? Did that create the power? No, power's already there. What did that do? What did that do? There's got to be a completed circuit, a path for the power to flow. Can you see that that power was on Jesus? 
Huh? Come on, can you see that? I mean, from the time he was baptized in the River Jordan, that anointing on him to heal and deliver and all that, it had come on him and it's on him. Was it on him out there in the wilderness for those 40 days and nights? Yeah. Was it on him every time that he uh, uh, went anywhere, preached anywhere, but is it in manifestation all the time? No. Is it doing work all the time? No, any more than that power that's come to the, uh, those lights wiring or come to the receptacle. It's not doing anything unless and until somebody turns that switch on and creates a circuit or a path for it to flow. And so it's continuously flowing through the lights and then back. And it continually flows, and so it's keeping the light on. It's flowing through the camera. It's flowing through your phone. It's flowing through your computer. As long as it's on, the power's flowing. Now, we've had for generations and generations Christians thinking, we got to get God to send the power. So let's pray and get God to send the power. We sing songs about him sending the power. We beg him to send the power. And you know, it's got to be annoying to him sometimes. It's like, I never turned it off. (laughs) I don't go anywhere without my power. (laughs) But it's because of humans being so ignorant and so darkened in understanding and walking so much by sight. If I don't see the power and I don't feel the power, then there ain't no power. Oh, come on. You're not that dumb. Come on. <laughs> huh? That's like saying, there ain't no electricity. If I don't see it. And people did that for generations. No. And the earth is flat too. Flat as a pancake. <laughs> no. There ain't no power. If I can't see it. And I can't smell it. And I can't taste it. It don't exist. Come on. Are you really knowing everything in the universe? And if it doesn't check your little boxes, it doesn't exist. No, there are a whole lot of things you don't know. There are a whole lot of things you hadn't seen. And only in recent times have we begun to learn these things that are unseen are real. And they're powerful. And we've learned how to harness some of it. And get electricity to work for us. Oh friend, if the church could learn to flip on the switch and let the anointing flow. Hallelujah. If we could learn that faith works just like this. And you can flip on the switch. You know, like we said, magnetism and electricity are companion forces. In fact, you can take electricity and create a magnet. Uh, the, the, the atoms again. But you know, maybe as a child playing with a magnet, they have poles, North Pole, South Pole, all magnets do. Why do we name them that? Because the earth is a giant magnet. <laughs> and it's got a North Pole and a South Pole. And because of all the molten and the iron and the rotating in the center, it creates electric forces. And these forces are radiating out of the poles, north and south, and they cover the whole planet and come back around and flow through the bottom and flow out of the top again and prevent the sun from burning us to a crisp. 
we got this magnetic force field all around the planet. If you go to the northern places, you can see it in the sky, the, uh, the lights. Hallelujah. You're actually seeing those magnetic forces as they rotate, rotate around. Northern lights, different things people call it. Well, um, the power of God is here. And it, like it was here, there, uh, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. We read about in Luke 5. Yet nothing's happening. Uh, the power of God's on Jesus. Yet nothing's happening until, until, until faith made a connection, allowed a path. And so that anointing is sitting there ready to go. It's ready to go 24-7. Is it or not? How many believe God is never off? He never has to recharge. Isaiah said he never gets weary. He never gets tired. Think about what kind of power is radiating from God, from the throne of God, to keep all the stars in all the galaxies burning, to keep all of the gravity functioning, and all the planets in their orbits. Keeps your little heart beating and your little mind, <laughs> the light bulb in your head blinking. <laughs> Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the power. He is, the scripture said, he is upholding all things by the word of his power. When he said, light be. Oh, power radiated through all of these areas. And it's continuing to cause light, the spiritual force of light, you can't even see. The, the burning sun is connected to that power that causes those chemical reactions that's going on, that plasma, and 95 million miles away and we're still sweating outside. <laughs> Aren't you glad it's no closer than it is? But in the end, when we go to live with God in His place, we won't even need a star. We won't need a sun or a moon. And there'll never be any night there. Why? Because the Lamb is the light. Oh, hallelujah. Didn't Jesus say, I am the light. I am the life. He, is he the light of the world? The power is here. The anointing is here. The Spirit of God living inside you. There's more than enough power inside every child of God in the person of the Holy Spirit to heal you of anything anywhere, anytime, even if it takes recreating half your body with new parts. That is no problem with him. He's created everything from unseen forces through atoms. Energy makes matter. Energy can change matter. All we got to do is flip the switch of faith. Just like, come, can, can you see it or not? Just like she did. If you're not there, don't deny the reality of it. Just say, I got to learn about faith, right? And I got to get my faith built up, which is why we have faith school, <laughs> right? This is why we do it is because we have a big part to play in this. Oh, I, I can see, and I'm prophesying by the Spirit of God that a generation is rising up that is learning to flow in the principles of God and learning to function in the power of God and moving beyond darkness 
and, and, and everything being so mystical to the point that we actually begin to understand how the power of God flows like mankind has understood how electricity flows. Somebody lift a hand and say, Lord, Lord, teach, Lord me teach me about your power, your eternal power, even your Godhead. Show me the connections between how the things that are made operate, how the things that are seen function, and how that is parallel to unseen things. Show me the connection between my faith and your power and the power that is in me and the working of your power creating miracles in my life, in my generation, in my days, in my time, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Didn't the scripture say in Ephesians that God is able to do, just stop right there, is he able? Is he a, does he have the ability? Does he have the power and the wisdom and the strength? God is able to do exceeding, abundantly, Above all that we have asked or thought, what's the rest of it? According to the power that is working within us. Oh, it's amazing what's already in us. Who's already in us? The dynamo of spiritual energy and spiritual anointing and power that is available and that any moment can spill over and manifest in this realm, in our body in our minds, in our brains, in our hearts, in our immune systems, in every part. Somebody say, I receive it. Lord, let your anointing flow in me and through me. I receive it. I turn on the switch of faith. I'm a receiver of your anointing in my life and it changes me. It heals me. It delivers me. It restores me. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And it is working. Amazing things are happening and will continue to happen. Well, our time's up again. As you can see, we're not done. Please come back and join us next week. We'll see you soon here in Faith School. sure enjoyed being with you again this week in faith school. I believe we're making progress in understanding the will of God, the power of God, and the faith. Uh, I want to thank all of our partners for being hooked with us and joined with us. Your continued faith and your support is helping produce these uh, faith school broadcasts and send them all over. And because of that, you should reap harvests. Uh, the scripture talks about that unseen forces change the seen and the visible. I want you to say it out loud with me. Uh, ministering spirits, go and influence and cause abundance to flow to me. I call every need met. I call every bill paid. Every wrong spirit, I forbid you to hinder my finances. I call every bill paid. It's true that unseen forces, including angelic activity, including the influence of the Holy Spirit,
can change things for you and I financially and materially. These words we just spoke, I'm releasing faith with you. I'm expecting with you. Just because you've helped to cause our needs to be met, God will cause other people and give you favor with them and cause your needs to be met. It's coming to pass now in these days. Well, come join us again next week. We've got more to see and more to get into. I'll see you again here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.